0: This is Love Talk, the Monica Marshall Podcast, for everyone who desires honest soul-to-soul conversations that will encourage, empower, and fire you up to break strongholds, establish your role in God's plan for this world, and to take bold actions. Here's your host, Monica Marshall. Hi, friends. A full theme is called Fear Not, a reminder of fear who's in charge, and we are talking all about overcoming the spirit of fear and growing boldly in faith. My hope is that each day you grow more and more in confidence and develop a supernatural courage and boldness. Hey friends, let's talk about something that happens all the time and we complain about, but we don't really have real conversations about. And that is church hurt. If you've been to church at least once in your lifetime, I guarantee somehow, somewhere, you've heard about the concept of church hurt. And let me just get this out of the way. Friends, church is not perfect. Church is a community of broken and hurt people. And... They are penetrated by shame and guilt and sin and fear, just like you are. Just a bunch of messed up, sweet, God loving and fearing people. And you know, the saying, hurt people, well, hurt people. So it is safe to expect to experience church hurt at some point or another, whether you are barely involved is going once a year for Christmas, or your life evolves around the church, you will, in either position, experience church hurt to a certain extent. The enemy will do anything in its power to separate you from other believers, and what better way to do it than to gift you this nasty case of church hurt? You all will not want to go back. You will be skeptical. Your involvement, instead of becoming more and more, will be less and less. You will experience church hurt. But what's most important is not how hurt you and how, but how you will react to it and how you move forward. Friends, it is crucial that you don't quit, run away, pull back. It is crucial that you do not hesitate going back. If you quit, run away, pull back, you will be just reaffirming those who hurt you, reaffirming that their actions were appropriate and you, in fact, were the guilty one, the one at fault. You will be giving them a permission to repeat the same offense towards others. By your curling up in a ball and going into hiding, you will allow them to feel justified. Remember, the idea is to turn as many people as possible away from the church. So by stepping back, you'll be falling right into the skimming act of the enemy, trying to use those people again and again and again. And trust me, those are not bad people. They may just not know any better in that moment. A while back, well long while back, me and my boyfriend at that time, that was probably about six months before we got engaged, um, and then married, we were really, really hurt by the church we were going to. In the ugliest way too. You see, it was a brand new church. And we were involved in it from the very beginning. I was volunteering with the kiddos in elementary room and James was involved with everything and anything that the church needed from men. We were deeply involved with the life group. I mean, we've done it all. We were all in. All in from the beginning, we helped establish the church from the day one. We prayed, we seated, we were there when they were just praying about the idea of that church. And we were there when they were setting up the building, when they were celebrating smallest accomplishments. We went to the first service and we went to every service after. We were so deep in that church, so involved, and we loved it. We were pretty new to Christianity and finding the church that you love when you are brand new is a true blessing. We were happy there. And at some point of our journey, we we were praying a lot. I remember it was the time of our life where we prayed together a lot. And the Lord prompted us to make a faith in Him public. So we decided that it was time for us to get baptized and I have to tell you, that was one of the most memorable Saturdays or Sundays. It was on Sunday of life. It really was. <laughs> we were riding high on Jesus that whole week. That following Sunday, we confidently walked into our roles and we were told to leave. Guys, imagine that we literally walked into church. Walking towards the elementary area, we were stopped and said, You have to leave. You can no longer serve here. You cannot even imagine the shock we experienced. Looking at the two men speaking to us, we received a lecture of how we should not live together because we were not married. And friends, think what you want. I mean, yes, it is wrong. And now walking with the Lord for a certain period of time and reading his word, I agree. We should not have lived together. But at that point, we were so new to the Christian faith. We actually did not know it was biblically inappropriate. We didn't know it was going to be damaging to our marriage. We really did not know. Everyone was doing it. Like, majority of our friends lived together, even the ones who were very much involved in the church. We were told on that day that we should be ashamed for getting baptized, knowing that we lived in a deep sin. And, friends, so much more was said that day. So much more that I'm not even willing to share. But I can tell you that I will never forget the pain that was crippling all over me that day that shame the fear <laughs> I I wanted to just run away and hide it was painful we were standing at the entrance of the elementary section And we were able to hear the giggles of the kids being checked in, some running, grabbing my hand, saying, Hey, Miss Monica, I missed you. I can't wait to see you inside. Those giggles and those hugs and those touches normally brought me so much joy. But at that moment, they were just tormenting me. They were piercing my heart so badly. The two men speaking to us were A pastor and a senior something, whatever his role was. And they were angry and they were mean. Their facial expressions were condemning us even more than the words they were saying. They looked at us with such a disgust. I remember shaking. Like my whole body was just trembling. I was holding James's hand and tears just dripping everywhere. And I asked, well, why didn't anyone tell us that it was wrong throughout this whole time? We've been with the church for almost two years now. Why didn't someone say it right before the baptism? Why didn't someone talk to us? And their answer brought me right back to the time I was nine and hurt by church that I grew up in. And we'll go there one day, but the answer came from, let's just call him Jay. He said, you are Christian now. You accepted Jesus, so you should know. Friends, the truth is that this is the biggest lie. Just because we accept Jesus does not mean we receive this massive download of all knowledge. But I didn't argue. In fact, neither of us said a word. We left. We literally just turned around and left. We left for that day, which then turned into a month, which turned into a year. And to be truthful, we never went back to that one particular church. You know what hurt the most? About a month after our exit, let's call it that, another couple little older than us, who lived together, unmarried, who had a few children, together and with other people, were honored by that very church on the stage and placed in a position of authority. And friends, I can tell you that lack of understanding of what was happening was making things even worse. Now we were really hurt. We then decided to approach our pastor with questions. We we knew he was a nice guy. He was going to marry us in the following year. or So we met with him and we approached him very calmly with a lot of questions. We needed counsel. We needed understanding. And he didn't do any of that. He just said, well... Read the Bible and talk to the care team. (laughs) Once again, we didn't matter in some way. It was hard. It was painful. And friends, looking back, my biggest regret is leaving and completely withdrawing from the body of Christ and leaving this church without saying, guys, I know this is your point of view, but this is what you should know as well. Looking now, I know that we should have spoken up, explain to the, let's call them accusers, what they did not know. Telling them that baby Christians don't know at all. Telling them that we need counseling. All of us, all the newbies. That we need guidance and mentoring. I regret for allowing them to fall into a state of justification over that behavior. And let me tell you something, they, those two guys, felt empowered enough to have similar conversations with many after us, many who walked away from the church, some that never went back to church, period. As much as we needed to learn, James and I, They needed to be educated as well, reminded of the fact that baby Christians were actually completely clueless and not just baby Christians, but people in general, the education had to happen on both sides. The support had to come from both sides. We, we walked away and they moved forward. (laughs) Friends don't give the enemy the satisfaction of walking away. Adjust your lifestyle if you must. Adjust your involvement with the church. Adjust your involvement with your giftings and people. Create boundaries, but do not walk away into hiding. You were not given a spirit of fear, but of power. Power that maybe momentarily shrunk, but never completely gone. Don't forget that. We lived in fear of going back to church for close to a year. At that point, we were fearful to be judged. And even after we got married, we were fearful to go back. Friends, the fear kept us going from church for way too long. And the fear created such a stupid feeling of shame, too. So what do we do when we are gifted the gift of church heart? And friends, I call it a gift because I believe it is. I call it a gift because from that pain, you will grow and you can bring reformation to your church. It is a gift. It can blossom in such a beautiful change. So what do we do when we receive it? We rise above it. First of all, we need to learn to separate the church heart from God's character. In our case, let's go back to the situation I described. Did God say we shouldn't live together? Yes, he did. But if we were standing in front of Jesus instead of those two men, would the conversation go the same way? Would he condemn us and kick us out? No, no. He would lovingly explain where we were going wrong and why. He would redirect us. And maybe he would ask to pause certain types of volunteering for a while, but he would say, my beloved, you have other gifts too. Let me use you here for a while. And maybe you'll go back to the kids and maybe you won't, but... There is place for you. We need to understand that the Lord remains the same, whether we are thriving in the church or hurt by it. We need to know that the truth is with the Lord. He is not the one who hurt us. It's the people. People that are not bad people either. They are doing their best. So separate that church hurt, that people hurt from his character and cling to it. Cling to his character. And from there, we need to reclaim a power. Remember, he has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power. We need to cling closely to Jesus and ask for forgiveness for whatever we've done. But also we need to ask him to help us forgive those who hurt us. Listen, friends, you will not move forward if you are dwelling in an unforgiveness state. You will not. You will be busy concentrating on what was done to you versus how you can move forward, how you can bless those very people, and how you can still be a blessing. So forgive. And from that forgiveness, you'll see a restoration on your belief in church. Your belief in church will be restored. Because now you won't be dwelling on doings of people, but dwelling on the beauty of the church created by God. You will... Be reminded that church is not that one tiny little community, not that one little building, not that one denomination, but all of us. Church is all of us. We are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field and God's building. It is written in Corinthians, word for word. We are the church. And while you believe in a church is being restored, you will be strengthening your spiritual practices as well, because you will need to be praying more and reading the Bible and searching in the Bible. What is church? What did the Lord say? You will be strengthening your spiritual practices. My relationship with the Lord grew tremendously during that time during the time when I was so hurt and having a pity party and running away and and hiding in fear. While all that was happening, I was seeking Him and seeking Him so hard that my relationship grew. It is when I developed the idea of praying forward. And I still do it and I do it daily. It was during that time when I decided to have three notebooks: prayer notebook, notes notebook, and dreams notebook. And I still do it. And I established so many routines during that very time, so many spiritual practices. You got to pray and seek Him and seek the answers. Learn your praise within the church. Seek to understand your destiny, understand your identity. This is how you will be reclaiming your power. And when you complete all this inside work, or maybe when it's still happening, that will be a good time to reach out to your safe people. And let me tell you who those people are, who those safe safe people in this particular case in a case of church hurt are those are the people that will listen that will pray and that will not let you pull back they will not the right people with sober minds and hearts set on jesus will tell you to wipe your tears and remember that you are a part of the church the church and without you it will not run properly You have the giftings things that are needed. They will build you up and remind you that you are a part of something bigger called his kingdom. They will not sit with you and dwell on what happened. They will not speak one negative word about the people that are hurting you. They may give you feedback. They may agree with you, but they will not spend hours and hours bashing them. No, they will turn around and pray for them. And they will keep reminding you to keep going, to keep stepping up. They may they may tell you, you know, this church may not be for you, but there's another one. You know, you've done ushering for so long, but you would be so good with kids. Do this. They will guide you. Those are the people you need. So, friends, get close to Him. Cling. Strengthen your spiritual practices and reclaim your power, the power he's given you. Be solid, be stoic. Don't hide, friends. The church often hurts those with special anointings on them. And I see it on daily basis. I see those with giftings like no other walking away because either a pastor or a congregation member spoke ugly truth over them, actually ugly lie because the church did not stand up for them, but it was needed because either they were ridiculed or prosecuted by the church. They were they were told that they were wrong. I see those people walking away, hiding, running in fear. And why? Because their eyes are on people, on broken, hurting people and not on Jesus. keep his armor on at all times. Stand firm in your faith and the power he has given you and go back. Go back because you belong in church. Go back because you are created for something great within church. Friends, let me pray. Let me lead you in a prayer. I will leave you with some time with some music so you can continue praying. And friends, if you were ever hurt by church or people in church, just ask the Lord. Ask the Lord to help you forgive. Ask the Lord to remind you His truths, to help you reclaim your power. Ask the Lord what to do and where to go, but tell Him that you are done hiding. Father, we are so thankful that No matter what is happening, you are there with us that your truth is what we can cling to. Hurt or not, we can fall into your arms and be loved. (laughs) Father, church hurt is real, and just like spirit of fear, the church hurt is enemy's weapon against us, and we fall for it all the time. Our hearts get pierced, and we run. Father, I declare right now that the running away is over. We will not run away ever again. We will stand strong, reclaim our power, and we will go back. Because you created us, you chose us, you created our destiny. You gave us gifts that will propel your church. So we will never run again. We will never hide. We will never feel shameful. We will never let the fear stop us from going back. We will go back. We will love. We will forgive. We will shine your light and we will reform the church.